0: But to me, there's, you know, there's data is just junk to me. It's just points of information and there's bunches of it and you can get choked and die from it. It's just just overwhelming. Um, But if you can make sense out of it, then you have then you have intelligence.
1: You're listening to Digital Conversations with Billy Bateman, the demand gen leader source for the latest revenue strategies presented by ChatFunnels. All right, everyone. Welcome to the show today. Today I have the pleasure of being joined by Bob Samuels, co-founder and CEO of Tech Connector. Bob, thanks for joining me, man. Hey, happy to
0: be here, Billy. How are you yeah,
1: today? I'm excited. I'm excited. This will be this will be a fun conversation. But before we get into it, you know, for people that don't know you and don't know about Tech Connector, um, give us a little intro to who Bob Samuels is and, and what you guys do at Tech Connector.
0: Sure. Thank you for asking. So, I uh, co-founded Tech Connector about four years ago. Um, I'm, I'm a finance guy from way back. I, I graduated with an accounting degree. I have a CPA, 20 years of uh, accounting and budgeting and, and analysis and so forth. And then um, I, about 20 years ago, I got into the B2B lead gen space. Exactly. Uh, I a company called Netline which is still around today. It was, it was a young puppy. Then now it's, you know, a 20 year old company, but it's, it was very smart. And we did lead gen uh, early on. Uh, We did content syndication, which is a little bit different than now. Now it's things have changed quite a bit in the last 20 years. Yeah. Um, And and I can share with you about that, but we, you know, we did lead gen for B2B. We started off with um, getting, uh, getting uh, uh, qualified subscribers for controlled circulation publications so we would we would work with magazines like uh, real magazines like remember they used to print them and, yeah. and print them in dead trees and
1: uh, yeah I used I used to get my Outdoor Life and my uh, my Sports Illustrated in the mail and no more
0: no more no more so you know we we worked with you know uh, you know Info World and um, tech tech magazines and getting them subscribers uh, that are qualified and through through the internet. And so, and then we switched. Where some of the advertisers in the magazines, like Oracle or SAP or whatever, said, "Hey, if you can get qualified subscribers for these guys, for um, you know, can you get us qualified uh, uh, prospects?" Okay. And so we started started um, promoting white papers and syndicating, getting getting people to sign up for webinars and so forth. And uh-huh. so, um, so th- you know, that we got into some, into my job you know, I, I switched from being the CFO to being head of uh, performance, because I didn't want to sit in the back and count beans. Yeah, um, I wanted to be in the front and affect revenue and affect performance. And so I made that shift uh, pretty early on. And uh, I've enjoyed doing that ever since. And so um, I left, I was there about 10 years, went to um, uh, salesify, which got bought by Ziff Davis, some mm-hmm. um, other big uh, B2B Legion companies, and I was in charge of of uh, performance, excuse me, partnerships. Um, actually, before that, I was at Quin Street, which is a B two B publisher, and uh, we did lead gen and and uh, accounting, uh, excuse me, uh, display advertising for um, tech tech marketers. So I was okay. in charge of partnerships there, and so by being uh, being involved with partnerships, I got to learn who the key players are, and yeah. so who are the other um, big. Smart uh, lead gen companies, and I would partner with them, and I, you know, they would help me fulfill campaigns. I could help them, and so forth. So, um, with Tech Connector, we founded four years ago. It's a, uh, it's a fully transparent, best of breed marketplace of of lead gen solution providers and data providers, because we're finding more and more that data and intelligence is super important. So yeah. we're, we're merging that quite a bit, and so we have a marketplace of. Over a hundred different lead gen companies, publishers, um, and email marketing companies, and telemarketing companies, and uh, you know data providers, and so forth, and we help clients figure out who to work with. And uh, uh, subsequent to that, we developed a platform where we can manage campaigns. So everything from uh, fill, figuring out, you know, the targeting to um, putting together a request for proposal, sending it out, uh, selecting the different solution providers, communicating with them, uh, managing the campaigns, and then dealing with the leads and validating them and scoring them and verifying and uh, routing and all that stuff. Awesome. Yeah, so it's been fun.
1: Yeah, no, that dude. that sounds like fun. So uh, what we wanted to talk about, um, we, you know, hey, what are we going to talk about if we do this podcast? And like right off the top, you were just like actionable intelligence. And I love, the, I love the topic because just as you mentioned, you know, data and intelligence is becoming more and more important in the marketing and sales um, function. But, you know, I get, I'd say at least five, if not 10 emails a day with people trying to sell me intent data or a list or some type of information for our marketing and sales team and you know usually i just mark it as junk because it doesn't seem that legit and i feel like there's a lot of noise you know everyone says oh we've got the right data for you now if you have the right data it's gold but i feel like most people it's it's not telling a whole story so to you what is actionable intelligence
0: yeah that's a great question and and like you said that you know the. The new buzzword these days is is uh, you know in, intent data, right? And yeah. I, always, I always put my air quotes with it because you know it means different things to different people, and and how valuable is it? Is it's it's questionable, quite frankly, a lot of it. Um, but you know, conceptually, I love the concept of of um, learning and being smart about who you reach out to. Uh, yep. figuring out who's it best to, you know, it, it's a, uh, you might as well talk to people that are valuable to talk to rather than just randomly pick people. So doing your homework and, and figuring out. So part of the intelligence is the market intelligence and some, and some of it's competitive intelligence and, and some of it's account intelligence. And some of it's down to the very specific person that you're going to be dealing with. So whoever was dealing with you with all those emails, they may yeah. have <clears throat> done a great job of targeting you. Or yep. personalizing it, because if they did, they could have said, hey, listen, I know about you and I know what you do and I know your target audiences and I know, you know, what your challenge, what their challenges are and, and I can help you reach them, maybe. Or, and here's this data that can help you or whatever. But to me, there's, you know, there's data is just junk to me. It's just points of information and there's bunches of it and you can get choked and die from it because it's just overwhelming. Um, but if you can make sense out of it, then you have then you have intelligence, and and so you can you can cluster it, and you can figure out patterns, and you can figure out um, outliers, and so forth. And then um if, and then if you can you know, and then if you can make the intelligence useful, where you can actually do something with it, and actually um, you know affect your sales pipeline, which is really you know my clients, that's what their purpose is. Then that's that's the best thing. So if we can help them. Take their intelligence and, and uh, triangulate it or validate it against third party information. Um, we can help them figure out what's the right messaging they should put out to the to, to different aspects, of, to different audiences. Help them figure out what audience is best to go after and what should they be talking about. Because what's going what are the pain points or what are the challenges for those those people? Uh, based on, and you know, and again, the Usually, intelligent, you know, the intent data out there. It's often like what people read. Maybe if I read mm-hmm. an article um, six months ago on something, then that's that's it. But it's like it's old news right now. I'm I'm yeah. over the maybe. And so and and I read lots of things. And so what? And and a lot of the intelligence is is not down to the specific person. It's only down to an IP address. So that you know someone at that company at that IP address. Read some article about this, but it may have been the chief bottle washer that read it, not necessarily the people that really want to talk about. So, yeah, to be able to get the intelligence down to the specific people is is more actionable. Um, if if you can get it down to the specific company of what their needs are, it's more actionable. If it's just in, in information, it's okay, but it's it's not something that can be turned into sales or or you know, active prospects.
1: Yeah, how do you you know? How, how do you how do you suggest like getting it down to hey, this is the person or the department that you actually care about is doing this research because you know like we just brought a couple new sales guys on one had been using an intent data tool at his previous job and he said you know what I always found it was a couple steps behind like if it said like this company's probably buying like they've already bought you know <laughs> like they already bought with, with somebody but how do you how do you get it down to knowing like this is the right person or the right group of people showing this intent?
0: Right, exactly, and that's and it's pretty tricky. So we work with um, a company called Vera Insights. Um, they are they're a market research firm, kind of like Gartner.
1: And, okay,
0: and so they'll do they'll do first party surveys. They'll 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 do first party interviews, and they'll actually talk to prospects. They'll talk to customers. They'll talk to competitors. They'll talk to market makers and they'll figure out you know what what are what are people talking about what are the challenges and so forth and they'll do surveys and and um um and and gather a lot of information direct from from um you know the audience that's of interest um, awesome. and, and so just getting it and then and then sitting down to talk to people i guess is, is you know that's one way to do it um but there there are some there's databases out there that they probably sent you emails um but uh yeah there's there's information on on different people and titles and so forth but i don't generally go with that it's okay
1: okay now a lot of abm marketing seems to like at least expound like some level of intent included in their products um but what do you think about abm marketing bob
0: well i mean as far as you know abm's another good big buzzword right so yeah it is about big data was a uh, a big buzzword way back and cloud and so forth. So now it's now it's intent data and ABM. So ABM is it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a new buzzword, a newer, but it's old, it's old, you know, it's basically target, you know, target accounts. Name yeah. accounts. That's, that's, that's all. And that, that's been around since way before it was called ABM. Um, but basically, uh, you know, I think it's smart to go after the the right accounts and, you know, the ones that have the highest propensity for success. And so what does that mean? And so you can get into analysis of you know so do they have enough money to to spend? are they the right are they the right audience are they the right you know what are they what are they currently using? So all of that information, but the bottom line is you know I think ABM you know to go after named accounts or 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 uh, you know lookalikes if you will, um, you know target accounts is a smart thing to do because it's a, it's a lot better to go after you know, the companies that you've identified as being worthwhile than, than not. And so it's a good idea. Um, it's just, it's overused sometimes it's, you know, and there's different tools. You know, people think that if you buy certain technology, then you'll have your ABM solution, which is, which is a mistake. I mean, it's just, it's not something that'll work like that. Most of the, most of the work is up front and the, more, most of it is is boring, but it's the research. It's the intelligence up front first, um, figuring out what to go after, and so forth. and then putting together the 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 proper messaging. You know, the messaging needs to be you know very specific to that person, ideally that it resonates with them, um, and uh, it makes sense for them, and it's the right timing, and so forth. So, um, again, I, I attribute a lot of the uh, the success of that to be the upfront intelligence.
1: Yeah, no I, I I think ABM like it sounds like what you're saying is it's only part of the solution um to really selling this and and uh, and I agree with you like it's good to do but when I've been talking to people and even our own customers like you know they've got an ABM solution but it seems that there's often a disconnect between marketing and sales on ABM have you have you found that in your experience?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, and, 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 you know, when, when they, when marketing and sales speak well, it works out really well because they can Mm complement each other because the salespeople are talking to people on, on the ground. Um, Marketing is generally more general, but getting more of a a picture of the, you know, the big picture of the whole market and the, the competitors and so forth. And then the sales is more very specific down to very specific cases. They each have their, their perceptions and their, uh, their filters, but put together, it's a very nice story where you can, you can you know, validate a lot of the market information with, with real life cases of, of the, the clients and likewise can validate the, the feedback from the salespeople about the clients with the general market. So if you can, and then if you can combine that with third party intelligence, then you can really make a, a nice story out of all of those pieces.
1: I like it, man. I like it. So, so what, what do you think the current state of B2B lead gen is and, and where, where are things headed?
0: Well, you know, back in the day, again, you know, 20 you know, years ago. So back then it was just content syndication. You put, you put content out there and whoever uh, grabbed it, you would get and you would filter out most of them because you don't really want most of those people probably. Um, yeah. Um, today it's more, it's more targeted. Usually it's, you know, you send out emails or, or telemarketing, or whatever, and, you, and you're, you're only reaching the people you want. And then so you you know, you're not filtering out the people you don't want because you're starting with the people that you want. Um, they don't necessarily want you. Yeah. That's, that's what you need to get to. And you need to fit you know, so ideally you can figure out who you want, figure out how, what they want and, and explain to them why they should be wanting you. So, that's, you know, the, the using that intelligence is where I think it needs to head. Um, the other side of Legion today is there's a race to the bottom as far as um, price, because general Legion is kind of a commodity. And it's just, yeah. yeah, everybody's doing it now. Everybody can 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 do it. And then and then there gets to be a price a price, you know, race to the bottom, and then race to the bottom, potentially as far as quality too. So we're we're trying to change that and go race to the top as far as quality goes, and and the prices you know cost per lead may be higher, but the cost per opportunity and the cost per sale is going to be much lower. So we're 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 wanting to I'm hoping that the industry will want to change from measuring uh, success measuring performance on a cost per lead basis as a you know, and move toward a cost per opportunity because. If you can deliver only opportunities, the cost per is going to be much higher, but but overall it's going to be a, a much lower cost in general. Plus, you're not dealing with a lot of the crap. So you don't have, you know, um, expenses dealing with the one, you know, the bad leads, if you are the yeah. bad path. So the more targeted it can be, then it can warrant a higher price.
1: I like it, man. I would I mean, I'm more than willing. I think almost any business leader is more than willing to pay for a, a real sales op. As opposed to just leads, you know, like, you know, your sales guys will be the first ones to tell you these leads suck, <laughs> whether that's true or not, you know, right. they'll yeah. they'll be the first ones to say, yeah, these are not good leads, um, whether they're coming from your own team or somebody else. So, um, I love it, Bob. Dude, this is this has been really insightful. Tell me um, if people want to get a hold of you and and continue the conversation. What's the best way for them to reach out?
0: Oh, great. Um, uh, You know, so I have my LinkedIn. Um, If we we can share it, you want me to talk? So um, my, my, you know, so Bob is on LinkedIn, Bob at techconnector.com, you know, uh, at at techconnector, Twitter, um, all works. Um, Yeah, and you guys
1: usually put on a monthly webinar. uh, I was going to
0: say, so we host the, uh, you know, ABM Leaders Group. And it's a nice thing, similar to what you do, I think. So it's, it's a great way, you know, it's talking to people that are really smart in marketing and, and it gives people a chance to share best practices and, and share ideas. And, you know, it started off, you know, with the pandemic and just everybody helping each other out, getting through it. Um, and, you know, it's, it's been really good. People love to share. We, we had um, earlier this month, we had, uh, you know, Bill Doyle from SAP, uh, Leslie from Avanti. Um, uh, Erica from uh, Cisco and Angel from uh, Gigamon. And so they got, they had a great time and, and, you know, they learned a lot, they shared a lot and and the audience learned too. So, um, so it's called ABM Leaders Group and I'll be glad to uh, hook people up to that. Um, I'll invite you to join and uh, be part of our, of a panel discussion and maybe have an interview like this. I think they're both worthwhile. Yeah,
1: love love to do it. And I've, I've watched a couple of the panels. They're good. Anybody interested in learning ABM or just getting some more exposure to what people are thinking about, hop on, give it a watch. It's a great, great resource you guys provide. So with that, Bob, thank you so much. And we'll chat later. Excellent,
0: Billy. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much.
1: Thanks for listening. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. And for past episodes, go to chatfunnels.com slash podcast.